0: Thank you for joining us at the Center for Spiritual Living Seattle. We hope you enjoy this podcast and for further information about our center or if you wish to make a donation, please visit us at spiritualliving.org. But here we go. We're doing the Sunday night service and this whole chapter by Cynthia James begins with this interesting quote. I'll read it to you. Our mental and emotional diets determine our overall energy levels, health, and well-being to a far greater extent than most people realize. Every thought and feeling, no matter how big or small, impacts our inner energy reserves. So it's interesting that she starts the self-care chapter out with this quote that that uh, even in self-care, the key to it is, what are we feeding ourselves mentally and emotionally? Because that's going to impact how we're feeling. So that's that's gonna be a core repeating theme. So what is this thing called radical self-care? You know, it's amazing how many of us are not very good At taking care of ourselves (laughs) (laughs) Uh, particularly if you've been raised in a traditional cultural female role you've been trained uh, to take care of other people and I and I should say males are also trained to take care of other people so we all have uh, some learning sometimes to do as we go through life is is it's not all about service to other people, you really got. we really all have to learn some good skills of nurturing ourselves and learning how to have balance in our life. I think one of the key things we've learned, and maybe we've learned some of this through COVID, is that your life really can't only be about responsibility and obligation. You've got to have a way to renew the well. But isn't this interesting? Uh, and when we get to the, the discussion part, I'd like to hear if this might be going on for you. Sometimes when we talk about uh, you know self care, people hear self indulgent indulgence. And, and think, somebody's going to say something nasty to me about being lazy or, or being self-oriented uh, or narcissist or something. And this first bullet, do you fear that people will be upset or annoyed if you step away from the caretaker role? So these... I don't know how many of you but I I bet many of you have been or currently are in some kind of caretaker role. You know, either taking care of your aging parents, children, or even a spouse who suddenly was in an accident and now you're the caretaker. So the people that can be upset are the people getting care. Or maybe your siblings, for example, who like it that you're taking care of the elderly parents and they, they don't really want to. So so there might be resistance from the people in your life as you begin to change. And why is that? Well, you, well, as you change, you're actually developing a new agreement with each other about what your relationship is going to be. And you're, you're innately saying, I need uh, uh, to switch things up here. I am a caretaker. I am also someone who needs self-care. And so they, the people who are used to you maybe overdoing for others, they may try and hook you back into your traditional way of doing life. They may try and keep you in the, uh, you know, 1,000% effort on caretaking. So what is there to do? And I love this. There's a good news answer to what are we to do? Oh, let's see if that's correct. I, uh, okay. We're going to do just, this is one of my things now. I've got to get back. I think I hit something too fast. Okay, so the issue here is, you know how you can't take water constantly out of a stream or out of a well without really depleting that source of water. And the same is true for us, that as we learn to be uh, caring for ourselves, what you can find is you actually have more energy and then thus more time and compassion to care for others. But here's something I would like us to talk about is sometimes our need to serve and caretake others is really based on our own needs. And that may not be conscious at all, but there may be a need to feel validated, feel in control, feel important, feel loved. That that being the caretaker or the one who you can always rely on to help you uh, is actually coming from a a basis of fear that you just as yourself are not enough somehow, and that you you need to to be uh, a caretaker in order to feel a purpose and feel love now of course this is this is always when it is out of balance, so it 's not that the service and supporting each other it is a wonderful thing, and we all. Uh, should be doing an aspect of that. It's just when it's out of balance and, and you're doing it based on fear. So this idea of self-care is a journey to discover what nurtures you and makes you feel happy, joyous, and alive, and find that place of health and place of balance. So uh, as I always say, many of us have been taught also not to be just caretakers but actually wait for somebody else to rescue you from your own life see that's that old shining knight knight in shining armor concept that there's somebody who you're gonna find and meet or wanders into your life and they will take you out of this horrible mundane life you have into some sort of princess life And so that what that can do is that can make you always focus on the outer, looking for someone other than you to give yourself purpose and happiness. So the idea here in Science of Mind uh, in all kinds of forms is the idea is that you actually have all the answers within you. You have that divine self within you and you know your purpose and your, you can give yourself happiness. But if you are always focused outward, you you have no core. You know, you can end up not knowing who you are or waiting for somebody to show up in your life so you can start to live it. So part of this outrageous self-care, a radical self-care, is learning how to show up for yourself. And that can take some courage. And relearning old patterns and old responses. So let me stop sharing for a little bit.